Amen. Bishop, minister the word of the Lord and, you know, take your time. Thank you, God. Thank you. I appreciate that. Amen. You may be seated. Anybody belongs to this? <laughs> now it's a real privilege, all right, real privilege to be in Singapore. And I have known your pastor for many, many years. And the first time I saw him, I think he was only about 17 years old. 18 or 19, okay. All right. Uh, he, was, he was with Brother Willoughby. <laughs> and uh, today, he's a grandpa. <laughs> Amen. We are so thankful what he's doing. Amen. In Singapore. Amen. And uh, I, can see, I can see the spirit of Willoughby in him. <laughs> Amen. In so, many, in so many ways. Amen. Uh, don't we miss Brother Willoughby? Yes. Amen. Well, all of us, we, 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 we do. Amen. And uh, uh, it's a long time. It's really a long time since uh, we have ministered here. Amen. Amen. And uh, we're thankful to God that we can actually work together as a team. Amen. And uh, we want to see, we want to see growth in every part of our life, not, not only, not only, all right, uh, spiritually, but, but also in every area that we are involved in. And, and, and as far as Malaysia is concerned, amen, um, we have a new, new board now, amen, and, and we, we sincerely uh, uh, need your prayers, Amen. You sincerely need your prayers so that uh, the church can move forward. Amen. Amen. For some reason, for some time, the church has not been doing very well, but we can see things moving already. Amen. Amen. We have a new missionary, Brother Westel. I think he has, he has been here before. Amen. And uh, we are happy to see things moving. And Sister Vani, you can be in U.S., you can be in Singapore, but we still claim you for, uh, for, for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, and uh, we are we are so so thankful for the marshals. Amen. They have been a blessing wherever they go. Someone said, "You can blindfold them and throw them anywhere; they will still win souls." <laughs> Amen, and we are so thankful for their life. How many of you feel that living for God is difficult? I don't want to see your hands, all right? Uh, all right, never mind. Uh, and uh, if it is real, God can do two things. All right, God can do two things. Once, one, he can change his word, or he can change you. From reading the word of God, I, don't, I never see God change his word. So which means he's got to change you. Amen? And I, I know of... Someone who came to me who, be, who newly became a Christian, and he asked me, Pastor, I'm a Christian. How come all these problems are coming to me? <laughs> right? He thinks once you become a Christian, all right, you will be sitting on a magic carpet and be flying all the time. You know? And there will not be problems. There will not be any fights. All right? you, you don't need to fight. Amen. But life is filled with transition and change. Amen. Life is not as easy walk in the park. Right. Amen. But almost every time we make a new start, embrace a new vision, you know what the devil will say? I challenge you. Amen. I challenge you. And adversity is part of our Christian walk. Adversity reveals the kind of person that you are. Amen. Now, gold is tried in fire. It is easy to hold the helm when the sea is calm. Proverbs 24.10 says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Amen. And today, all right, we, 
we spoke so much around your pastor and also the, the, the uh, worship today. Amen. I'm so glad to sing some of those songs, familiar songs that we sang in the past. Nowadays, all right, they, they sing all kinds of songs, all very, very new. All right. Thank God to sing. All right. We were so happy to sing all those. All those. All right. That is, that is songs of our generation. <laughs> Every challenge that God allows is an opportunity to grow. Amen. Amen. Now, how we respond to challenge in life determine our success or failure. You know, some actually, when, when we are challenged or when we have problems, some respond negatively. Ayo, yes. why this happened to me? Lord, how come this, this thing is, you know, is, is, is come upon me? Right? They, they, you know, but some keep fighting the wrong enemy, like Saul, spend all his time chasing after David. Right. Amen. And of course, the positive embrace the challenges and ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that you are trying to teach in this challenge that you have given me? What is it that you are trying to teach me in this problem? Amen. So today, if I'm, if I'm going to um, put a, a title to my message, I would say, fight your battles. Amen. We, are, we, we talk so much about fighting just now. All right. Uh, you, know, you know something about your pastor? <laughs> you know, he is, a, he is a man. He is a real man. All right. He can, he can uh, repent before the people. He can cry before the people. Amen. A lot of people don't do that. All right. A lot of people are actually... Uh, 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 cover themselves, uh, right? They live under a facade, but your pastor is real. Amen. And you should be happy. Amen. <laughs> I'm so glad that I can be acquainted with men of that nature. Amen. Now, just like what David did when he faced Goliath. Now, reading about David's, David's life, all right, reading about David's life, uh, especially the episode between David and Goliath, who actually asked David to fight? Nobody. Nobody asked David to fight, fight Goliath, not the king, not the Israelites, not his family members, nobody. You know what he said? Is there not a cause? He said, is there not a cause? There is, there is, all right, a challenge upon us, and we got to do something about it. Amen. Amen. At times, we wish we can simply change course and avoid unpleasant things altogether. Right, right. You know, in the, in the computer, we just reboot everything, right? All right, start again. All right, but that, we can't do that. All right, we can't, we can't do that. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 6, verse 11 to 13. Let's turn to Ephesians 6, very familiar portion of Scripture. Put on the whole armor of God. This, this, this passage of scripture was mentioned just now. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God that we may be able, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, Take unto you the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Amen. So what, what this word says is once you become a Christian, you are already enlisted in the army. Amen. You are already enlisted and you have no choice but to fight. Right. Amen. Otherwise, you will go down. Right. Amen. Otherwise, you will not succeed in this Christian walk, amen, that we are talking about. So it is with the man of our text today, all right? Let it, shall we stand and read today's text? I was actually reading, um, you know, um, we have this one-year Bible, uh, uh, Bible reading, and I was reading, and I was reading the book of Judges, and I came to this character called Shamgar. 
And I began to do a little bit of research on this, and that's what I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk today, amen, amen of, this, of this character, amen. Let us turn to Judges. Turn to the book of Judges, verse 3, chapter 31. There's only two places that his name is mentioned. Very, very brief. Judges 3 and verse 31. And after him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, which slew of the Philistines 600 men with an ox goad, and he also delivered Israel. Turn to Judges chapter 5 and verses 6 to 8. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied. Can you imagine? They had highways, but they were unoccupied. It was empty. And the, and the travelers walked through the byways. They got to hide and they got to go through all right, uh, the byways. The inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, arose, that I, I arose a mother, mother in Israel. They chose new gods, then was war in the gates. Was there a shield, the shield or spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? There was no weapons of warfare, nothing, right? They had absolutely zero. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time together, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that we are enlisted, oh Jesus Christ. We are so happy. Lord, as what Paul said, you have given us so great a salvation, oh God. We not only, God, we are, we are, we are happy with the salvation that you have given us, but we will fight, oh God, to keep that salvation. Not only for ourselves, but for our families, for our church, and for the nation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, Israel should simply be enjoying the promised land. Right? God brought them out of Egypt and then gave them the promised land. They should be enjoying themselves. But the problem is their own consistency. Sorry, inconsistency, their own inconsistency and their own sin. Because of that, they were all the time under the under under somebody else. Right. Amen. And uh, and and they began to actually adopt the idolatrous culture of the their neighbors, Correct. and that led them to failure again and again. Amen. Amen. Israel had the habit of turning from God, and when that happens. God would deliver them into the hands of the enemies. Amen. Many times it happens over and over again. They would cry out to God. God would then send a deliverer, a judge. All right? When they are delivered, they will be obedient only for a while. This was, this was repeated again and again and in the life of the nation of Israel. Now it is very sad. All right? After undergoing so many things, after they have been delivered miraculously... Amen. Signs and wonders, and God has shown so many things, and yet they actually fall back into sin all the time. Amen. This was the time, all right, what we read just now, this was the time the Israelites were living in fear. Amen. Imagine they were afraid to travel on their own road or highways, all right, why the enemies will attack them. And so they hide, they were in fear, they hide and they go by the byways, all right? And they cannot, they were, there was no freedom to them. They will have to uh, walk along the side roads and not end the byways. They lived in fear that their homes will be attacked anytime, all right? The enemy just can just come, all right, anytime and take over their fields, take over their oxen, oxen, they take over their families. And there it is. They were living in fear. Amen. To make matters worse, all the weapons were taken away by the enemy. They had no weapons to fight the enemy. Nothing. No sword, no spear, no shield, nothing to defend themselves. 
right? Of course, we in Malaysia and even in Singapore, right, we don't carry weapons to, uh, right, uh, to defend ourselves, but, but, but in, in America and places of that, all right, uh, in, in America, they carry weapons, all right? My, my, my nephew tell me, uh, uh, Uncle, I have, I have, I have uh, uh, a pistol in the, in the car. <laughs> Man, I had to keep. He said, if I don't do that, I don't do that, it is dangerous for me, he says. So they carry weapons to protect themselves. Amen. But here, these people, everything was taken away from them. The enemy had actually totally taken away all weapons of weapons that will actually def defend themselves. Nothing. They were at the mercies of the enemy, that is the Canaanites and the Philistines. Amen. Now, there was no public safety at all. Amen. And, uh, you know, it is, it is dangerous. Sometimes they feel, you know, uh, even, even in our, our land, some of the people, they don't want to, especially ladies, they don't want to walk at night. They say there's so much of foreigners. All right, so many people there, we are scared, scared to go out. You know, we should be free to walk in our own land. All right, that was not true in Israel. All right, they were, there was no public safety at all. Amen. They were living in fear. Now, Shamgar, Shamgar was an ordinary farmer. Amen, he's just a farmer. The Bible had nothing much, nothing much to say about him except for two scriptures that we read. Israel had more than one enemy. Now, it would be nice huh, in life if there was only one problem at one time to solve. <laughs> Amen. But that's not real. That, that's not true, isn't it? Amen. And, uh, but that's not na na naturally the case. Shamgar was quietly living his own life. He was taking care of his family, all right, his countrymen, and taking care of his property and his uh, oxen. He was living a quiet life. Amen. He was working hard to take care of his family, to put food on, 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 the, on the table. One lesson we can take away is God tends to use those that are already busy. Amen. God will not use lazy people. <laughs> All right. Now, that, that's true. And sometimes it, it, it happens even, the, even in the natural. The boss calls you and says, you know, boss seems to be giving work to the people who are busy. <laughs> All right? Those people, and, and, and when I was working, my boss did that once. And, and, and I said, boss, you know, you should be giving to somebody else. What to do? I have to give to people who work. <laughs> All right? And, 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 he, and he told me that. So, you see, God uses people who are busy, yes. amen, who are interested in doing the work, amen. Now, God will not use lazy people. The Bible said, all right, in, uh, in uh, Luke 16, if you're faithful in small things, then God will use you for bigger things, greater things, amen. amen. Be faithful. While we are workers, we are also warriors. Amen. Just because I'm working, just because I'm doing this thing, doesn't mean I cannot get involved in the things of God. Amen. In fact, the tabernacle was right in the center. All the other, other tents were around. So the tabernacle was the main thing. Amen. So our life must be surrounded around God. Amen. Whatever we are doing, whatever we are involved in, it doesn't matter. But God's, God comes first in our life. Amen. Shamgar's situation was completely helpless and hopeless. All right. It was, it was no weapons, no army to count, all right, to thousands, all right, before they can fight. And the principle number one is he just started. He just started where he was. Amen. That's principle number one. Just do what you can, all right, or uh, uh, just start where you are now. Amen. And uh, sometimes we look back, all right, we look back on the past and we sit on the, in, the, in the valley. Oh, I wish this thing had not happened to me. I wish this thing, you know, yeah, I've, I've, I've had, in, in my pastorate, I've had people like that. 
Amen. I had, I had a lady, every time we go to church, she had all kinds of sorrow tales to tell. Amen. She will talk about her, her children. She will talk about her daughter-in-law. You know, you, know, they are not, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And one day when I went visited a house, <laughs> visited a house, all right, she had gone to the shops and buy these uh, sad songs, Tamil sad songs. <laughs> and she will put that, listen to them, and then start crying. <laughs> you know, she, she just lived in the, in, the, in the valley. Amen. And you can't do that, all right? We cannot live on the past. All right, we can't live in the future. All we have is today. Amen. And he didn't wait for perfect circumstances. Amen. If we are ever going to get anything, just start where you are. Amen. You don't get much done tomorrow. You need to start today. Amen. God used Shamgar as his chosen vessel. All right, because... He was willing. He was a willing vessel. Amen. Amen. God cannot use anyone who is not willing. Amen. God doesn't push himself into you. Number two, second principle is use what we have. Start where you are. Use what we have. All Shamgar had was an ox goat. You know what's an ox goat? I thought I brought something here to tell you. An ox goat all right of course i had I had something more real all right in in uh, in 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 Malaysia, but I can't bring it because that will be considered a weapon <laughs> all right. and uh, and an ox goat is uh, is a a stick a, a, a long wooden rod. Anything between 5 to 10 feet in length and up to 2 inches in di- diameter. On one end is a sharp point. On this side is a sharp point. For, for him to get, they will just prod the oxen. Right. Amen. So that the oxen will start, start moving and doing what is required to do. And the other end, all right, is a sharp blade used to clean the plow, the clay, dust, and the roots. All right, they will use it. All right. That is all. And sometimes it's about five feet, sometimes it's about ten feet, some are, some are eight feet. And that's all he had. It was an agricultural tool. Amen. And, the, you know, think about it. A simple farmer, untrained in warfare with only a farming ox goat, that was his only weapon. There was no weapon with him. These ox goat are still commonly used today in the Middle East. Amen. Actually, we don't need a lot of things we think we need in order to succeed. We, we don't need a lot of things to actually succeed in our Christian walk. Amen. Just use what we have. God approached Moses in the wilderness through the burning bush and told him to return to Egypt, confront Pharaoh and and lead the Israelites out of Egypt. What was his response? Why? Me? No, no, no. I cannot do this. All right? I am not the man for this task. That was his first response. Amen. And uh, I don't have what it takes to do that. God asked him, what is in your hand? What's in your hand? And, well, the Lord, all I have is a shepherd's staff. God said, that will do. Throw it down. When Moses obeyed, the, the staff turned into a snake. Then God said, pick it up by the tail. You don't pick the uh, snake by the tail, actually. All right, he did it and became that staff, became, uh, that, that rod, that staff became a rod again. All right, that snake became a, became a staff again or rod. This staff was the instrument to turn Nile into blood. It brought, ten, it brought plagues on Egypt. God used, used the same staff to part the Red Sea. Moses brought about all the miracles in the wilderness. The shepherd's staff wasn't much, but once dedicated to God, it became a mighty tool. Amen. Amen. We have to use what we have. 
Amen. Let's not sit around and say, I don't have that, I don't have this. Amen. Just use what we have. David just used a sling. Amen. The widow in the Elijah's day only had a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. That was enough to feed her and her son throughout the famine. Because she gave. She used what she had. Amen. The little boy at the feeding of the 5,000 only had five loaves and two fishes. Amen. Only had five loaves and two fishes. He put it in the hands of Jesus. Now, whatever we put in the hands of Jesus is going to be blessed. Only what is, what is put in the hands of Jesus is going to be blessed. Amen. For Samson, it was the jawbone of a donkey. You will be amazed how God can use you if you start using what you have. Amen. Amen. You know, in, in 2 Kings, the Israelite maid could have kept her mouth shut, but she told her master about the God of Israel, and he was later healed of leprosy. Because she opened her mouth and she told, all right, she could have kept her mouth shut, all right? Or she could have, been, she could have kept quiet because she might have been uh, uh, scolded or something like that, but she, she opened her mouth and told about the God of Israel, and that led to the healing of a master. Now, Jesus taught us that even if you give a cup of water to drink, you shall not lose your reward. Amen. Just use what we have. Shamgar didn't wait. He started where he was. He used what he had. What he did, what he did was significant to God, his family and nation. The Bible says, he saved Israel. Wow. The Bible says he saved Israel. God can use people with limited resources. Amen. Now, principle number three, do what you can. Start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. Shamgar did not step forward because of illumination, but he stepped forward because of desperation. Amen. It was a desperate situation. Shamgar stepped forward uh, at a time when the nation of Israel was in great danger. Amen. He did not allow the lack of resources or support to stop him from taking action. Amen. His action not only blessed his family, but the entire nation of Israel. Shamgar is not described as someone great, huh? all right? Uh, he was, you know, there was no fa famous ancestral line, not wealthy or highly educated, no military training, amen, no sword, shield, spear, or helmet like many of us. Shamgar has a thousand disadvantages, just like us, but still used him to deliver Israel, amen. I guess God has given Shamgar as an example, so none of us would allow our circumstance. What we can or what we cannot do, we are a can-do people serving a can-do God. Amen. 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 It was a dark period in the history of Israel, where instead of them ruling over the enemy, it became the other way around. They became the slaves, once again, again and again. We must not complain, but look around and use our God-given opportunities. God has given us enough. He, the Bible says, he who knows God shall do exploits. Amen. Amen. Satan, like the Canaanites, would, would actually oppress us. Right. The world, like the Philly Philistines, will invade us and cause us to compromise and take away everything we value or what we hold dearly. Amen. I am very proud, really, I am very proud to be part of the United Pentecostal Church. Because we, have, we hold on to many things that, that is in the Bible. Amen. And, uh, and I, at, at one time, I had a, I had a talk with, with, with a pastor. And um, he, he was, he, he was uh, talking about his doctrine and I began to turn the Bible, and I, and I said, let's look at the Bible. He said, no, 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 I don't want to see the Bible. <laughs> All right? I don't want you to turn to the, to, to, to the Bible. But I am glad today that I can open the Bible and show people how to be saved. Amen? Amen? 
I can show people, all right, from the word of God, what I believe is in the word of God that God has given us. Not something that is man-made. Amen. I am proud of that. Amen. The world, like the Philistines, will try to invade us and cause us to compromise, take away everything we live for. Many of these things are worth fighting for. It's worth fighting for. We must stand our ground and fight. If we don't fight and protect that matters, we will see that one by one it will be taken away by the enemy and destroyed. Amen. It will start with something that is small. And then it is gone. What things, today, today they don't even know, all right? Uh, from the Bible, we can see there's only two genders. But nowadays, they say we don't know, <laughs> all right? We don't know. They say there are more than 21 genders, and some, some, some of them says, all right? What things am I talking about? What are we to fight for? Number one, we got to fight for our home. Amen. Amen. We got to fight for our home. Your marriage, your spouse, your children, all right, are worth fighting for or even dying for. Yes. Amen. Amen. There is no sacrifice so great or price too high for those God has given into our lives Amen. or into our care. We got to fight. We got to fight. If we, are, if, we, if we are going to be passive, it's going to be taken away from us. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, we should, we, we, we have to fight for their salvation and righteousness. Right, right, right. Amen. How many of you, I'm sure a lot of us, many of us or all of us have family, family members, relatives and neighbors who are still not safe. Amen. What? We got to do something about it. We got to fight. Amen. We got to do something about it. All right. Uh, we should fight to protect them from the world and Satan. The devil is destroying families and Christian, especially Christian families. Amen. My immediate neighbor. All right. Uh, I stayed. I stayed somewhere between Perlis and Johbaru. All right. So it's up to you. <laughs> and uh, and immediate Christian neighbor is supposed to be a very good family. A very good family. The, the, the father was actually an engineer and he had retired. Very wealthy man. All right. Many, many houses he had. And uh, three children, two, two girls and one boy. The, the last one was a, was a boy. And, uh, and they realized that the boy, because he's the last guy, they just let him do what he wants. And he was on the computer the whole night. All right. He was in the computer, and, and they, they didn't bother to check on him. And uh, the two girls actually were, were, were good, and they had gone overseas for studies. All right. And what happened is, this guy was actually involved in gambling, online gambling. You know, and uh, lost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars the father had to sell all his property. And even the house that they were staying, the Along had come and thrown this red, red paint many, many times. We were there, we were neighbors and we saw that. Wow. Amen. And the house they were staying was gone, all right? And the family was devastated. The, the mother was totally, totally, uh, 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 devastated, and she said, he's no more my son. Amen. It, it, is, it is very sad. The sisters came back from, from the studies in England, and there was no more wealth for them. There was nothing. The father could give nothing. We must be willing to fight and even die for our family members. Because the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Amen. We have a God who cares. Amen. Amen. Number two, we got to fight for the church. Amen. I am glad that you're part of a church. Amen. Amen. I'm glad that you have a pastor and you have a church. Amen. And we have one another to live upon. Amen. Amen. Jesus died for the church. All right. Jesus did not start the church. It was the, it was the apostles. But Jesus died for the church. The world will, will, will step in and take away the things we value most. 
The UPC is unique, but our separation are all under attack by Satan and the world. Amen. Amen. They call us cult, all right? All kinds of things. Amen. If that is the case, the Peter, James, and John were all cultists. <laughs> Amen. We must be willing to fight and even die for what we believe is right. Amen. Amen. The lost. There are many who are lost. Amen. You know, I, I remember my mother. She was already in her 80s and she was going on in age. All her life, all her life, she was a Hindu. All right, she's a, she's a very simple woman. She, I mean, my, they migrated from, from India and uh, they, they worked in the plantation. My mother hardly knew any English or even Bahasa. And uh, so, so she was always staying with my sister. And, uh, and uh, there was one time, and I, I, I began to pray for her because it, she was getting old. Right. And I was very concerned. I, and I had no opportunity because they, are, they have grown up. They are all along with Hindu. And how do I, do, uh, how do I share? What, what can I do? You know, I just prayed. And, um, and uh, one day my sister called me and said, uh, Mother is not well. I said, okay, I'll come. I, I brought her to the, to the hospital and uh, they, they checked, her, checked her up and they said uh, her heart is very weak. She was already in her 80s actually. All right? they, they had worked in the, in the plantation all, all their life. All right? Very simple folk. All right? And, um, and uh, so the, the doctor said there's nothing wrong with her. No, there's no, no blood pressure or those things. All right? But she, her heart is very weak all right, due to her age. And so I took her back to my house. My nephew was already at the doorstep to take her away because they were very scared that I will convert her. <laughs> right? uh, they, will, they made sure, you know, they made sure. But I said, no, no, this time let her be here. Let her be in, in my house for a while because only I know how to give her the medication. All right? And so I kept her. And at that time, I do not know whether y'all, any of you are aware of, the, of this. Amen. Brother Willoughby had his camp meeting in Podixon. All right. So what I did, we went. That was the time my, 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 my daughter was a baby. All right. My, my daughter was, was a baby and my mother was always, always playing with her. All right. And uh, so she, as we are, I, I told her we are going for a camp meeting. She doesn't know what is a camp meeting, you know, all right? And uh, so she just came along, all right? She was seated right at the back, all right? Right at the back of the hall. And uh, she was seeing all the things that was happening, but usually she, she, she was all the time playing with the baby. And while going back home, she made a statement. She said, your God must be, must be true. I said, why do you say that? She said, I have never seen children, small children, I've never seen children praying the way that I saw today. She said, all the kids were, all right, were, were in a circle. They got together, amen? They got together and they were praying, all right, and the Holy Ghost was, they were, they were speaking in tongues and the Holy Ghost was just falling. And, and she said, I've never seen such things before. I said, you know, that's faith. That is God. And I began to explain. So we went back home, right? We went back home. Then I began to share with her, all right, as, as much as I can. I, I, I told her about the gospel. I told her what the gospel is, what Jesus has done for you, what Jesus has done for me. And, uh, and uh, just after that, immediately, almost immediately after that, we had the ACC camp, Right? We had the ACC camp also in Kuala Lumpur. And I told her, you know what? We are going for another camp. <laughs> all right? And uh, she said, all right. All right, you, wherever, wherever you go, I'll go. Amen. And so I took her and I told her this. You know, they may call you. After the service is over, they may call you to come forward. All right. And I want you to just pray. Lift your hands and just pray. All right, there will be people praying around you, and if you feel like saying something, just say it. 
And these ladies, these girls, they got together when the altar call was given and they prayed her through the Holy Ghost. She began to speak in tongues. Amen. And later, later in, the, in, the, in the week, I, to, I took her and baptized her in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and she died at the age of 86. But, all right, from the time she got the Holy Ghost, she never went back to, the, to any other gods. Amen. My sister will actually call her, let's go to the temple. She said, no, I, I, I worship my son's God. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to fight we got to fight for our family amen we have to do something amen that we cannot keep quiet and we cannot be passive about it the loss there are so many people out there who are lost amen someone fought for us someone prayed amen Jesus went through hell for us the least we can do is to stand and fight for others. Yes. Amen. Amen. I, I, I want to tell you one more testimony. When I was, doing, uh, when I was ha having my first pastorate in Podixon, that's where I started. I didn't know what pastor, pastor is, pastorate is all about. So, you know, I was called and I just went and we started a church in Podixon. And one lady used to bring, uh, a lady used to come with two small children. And every time, every Sunday she comes to church, her face will be distorted. All right, when I say distorted, you know, all blue, black, sometimes bleeding. So I asked her, what's, what's, what's wrong, says? Her name is Christine, and she said, my husband is a drunkard. My husband is a, is a man in the army, all right, he's a soldier, he drinks every night, and he beats me up. Every day he beats, beats me up. And that was so sad, you know, uh, to, to hear that he's, he's, he's a wife beater. And so I, I used to go to the house, all right? I used to go to the house to teach Bible study. He knows me. He knows, he knows me. I'm the pastor. And every time he sees me, he'll run away. <laughs> all right? He will, he will run away. But one day, one day, you know, I, you know, we got to fight. We got to see how we can actually overcome this. I was th just thinking. And I was actually working in that district. And when my, when my work was over, I went, I, I went by and I, I said, where can I see this man? His name is Chandran, all right? Uh, where can I see him? All right? They said he will be in the mess, la, drinking. La. All right? They all know about him. All right? He's a big-sized guy, like a tank, you know? And so I, I drove up. I drove up the mess. I parked my car. I went in, and there he was seated. And he couldn't run. This time he couldn't run anywhere. <laughs> I said, Chandran, uh, let's, let's go. Let's uh, talk. All right? Come, come with me. So, so he came. He came, and we talked for a long time. All right? Almost two to three hours we talked for a long time. And this is what he told me. He said, Pastor, I want to be like y'all. I want to be like you. I want to be like the people in the church, but I cannot. I just cannot. So what I, what, at that particular time, we were going on a seven-day fast. We were just starting a seven-day fast. You know what he told me? He said, Pastor, I also want to go on a seven-day fast. I was thinking this guy is pulling a fast one. Now. All right? Seven-day fast, he wants to. <laughs> you know? And, and, and I told him that every night, all right, we will be there in the church praying. And he said, I will be there. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have faith, all right? I said, okay, you want to fast, it's good. Because he said, I can, have, I can take leave. I got a lot of leave. I can take leave. I want to fast and I want to pray. And then in the night, sir, when we began to gather together, he was there. He came and he was fasting. And one first, first day, second day, third day, fourth day, until seven days he fasted. And on the eighth day, it was a Sunday morning. It was a Sunday morning, and usually we start service at, eight, uh, at nine o'clock. But at eight, uh, around eight o'clock, he came to church, all right? And we were there already, about, about 8.30, we were there already. And he went to the pulpit, 
Nobody was there. Nobody was praying for him. He lifted up his hand. He began to pray. <laughs> As he was praying, he received the Holy Ghost. And he began to speak in tongues and so loud. And we were at the back because, because the, 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 the house that we were staying temporarily, because when, whenever I, come from, I go from Sramban, I will go to this house at the back and, and we will prepare ourselves for service. And so we were at the back and we heard loud noise, you know, and he was praying and he was, and when I went, when I went we, we, we ran to the church and to see what was going on, he was on his knees and he was going round and round on his knees and he was praying in praying in tongues. God just filled him. He was hungry. He was hungry and he was genuine. He wants to change. And later in the afternoon after the service was over, I took him to the sea and we baptized him in Jesus' name. Amen. From that day onwards, there was no more bidding of his wife. From that day onwards, he stopped his drinking. I think it's a miracle. <laughs> it was a miracle. He did not touch drink anymore. All right. Of course, he left his army. Later on, he, he, he went back to his hometown. What I heard that time, I mean, the hometown, we didn't have the UPC church. All right. He joined another church, all right, independent church. And I heard he became a pastor. God can do miracles. God is still in the, in the business of saving souls. We got to fight. Amen. We got to fight. We cannot be passive and leave, leave the things. Amen. We got to do something. I want you to imagine a situation. The Philistines had surrounded them again. Amen. And uh, everyone ran off. Some to the mountains. Some huddled in their houses, frightened. Shamgar was in the field. Amen. Shamgar was in the field. He hears all this commotion. The Philistines are coming. It's like in the movie, you know, the Western movie, when all, all the uh, things have settled down, and then you see one guy, one, the, the hero standing there. <laughs> and there was Shamgar. He didn't know what to do. Can I have that? And there was Shamgar, and he looked around, he looked around, there was no weapon whatsoever. No weapon whatsoever. All he had was an ox goat. Amen. That's all he had. Amen. No sword, no shield, no spear, no helmet, and all he had was an ox goat. Amen. And Shamgar, as far as Shamgar is concerned, you know, this has happened and again and again. He said, enough is enough. Yes, enough. Amen. I don't think his power was merely physical. It was spiritual. God had anointed him. Amen. He must have been surrounded, right? He was surrounded by the Philistines. But you know what? He was also surrounded by God. Amen. It could be in one instance or a few, few days' fight, we do not know, all right? The Bible doesn't say so. But you know what he did? He grabbed his ox goat, all right? He said, enough is enough, I'm going to fight. And he fought. He killed, he killed one after another. All right, 600 people he killed alone. Amen. And the Bible says he saved Israel. Amen. And after that, Israel had... Israel had peace for 40 years. Amen. They dare not come and disturb the Israelites. For 40 years, he just began to fight. Amen. All he had was an ox goat. Amen. Start where we are, where you are. Amen. Use what you have and do what you can. God is going to do a great miracle in your life. Let's stand. Bro, you do that. Amen. Thank you for that word. Amen. Thank you for that word. You know, I, I feel a challenge in the spirit right now because this is still a brand new year and I, 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 I'm not asking you to do something that you don't know. Okay? Everybody look at your neighbor and say, relax, chill, relax. 
Okay. But, but here's the thing. I want to challenge. How many of you ever heard of the power of 100 hours? How many of you ever heard about the power of 100 hours? They believe this theory. If you can spend 100 hours mastering a skill. I'll give you an example. The drums. All you need is to spend 100 hours and you can beat 95% of people around you. 100 hours. And when I calculated, you know, maybe you tell yourself, God, I can spend 18 minutes a day, you know, and, and these 80 minutes, I, 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 first of all, you know, I need to learn how to use the weapons that God has given to me. You know, all of us as Bible, we start from there, right? All of us can read, right? Come on, are you all with me here? Amen. You know, and all you need to do is not to look things around other people. You know, I was talking, I, I want the people to hear me right now. I was talking to Sister Vani. And he says this, right? Those of you that rely on visual to teach you, it's not as good as those people who read. Why? Because in reading, you are left to your own device to imagine what the scenario. You are exercising your cognitive power. Amen. And many battles are won here. If you're struggling with worry, if you're struggling with worry, struggling with fear, you, do, you can't get yourself out of them. Try one thing. Read. Read. Hear me now. You know, when I heard this, I told myself, I'm going to read to A.V. Toe. I'm going to put devices. I want to put my devices away. And I got to teach because a healthy mind equals a healthy life. Hear me now. I want her to be able, right, to manage circumstances in life. I want to be her to be resilient. It's easy for us to pop. I know, I, I'm tempted, okay? Sometimes I don't know what to do with AV. You know, I, I start, okay, I don't know what to do. Okay, okay, Sister Rachel, come. You know, uh, uh, Miss Rachel, come. You know, Miss Rachel is a, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, 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 a television program or, or, or video program for the kids. Miss Rachel, come, you know? And then after that, sing, sing, sing. But then, what am I creating? A, a child that is not mentally strong. You know, and, 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 and we're going to start there first. I'm not asking you to do something that, 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 that you cannot do. Thank God for a nation that promotes education. Yes. Amen. That all of us can read. Amen. Come on, thank God for education. Hear me now, uh. pastor has ADHD, I don't like to read. Here's how I read now. Here, I have a timer. My wife knows that I buy a timer, 10 minutes. I put it on my table every day. When I read a book, Brother Willoughby says, you, you want to serve in ministry, got to finish Living Logos. I almost scream. I hate to read that. Living Logos, so thick. Eh? You got to finish that one first. I say, oh, yo, I die. I confirm die. And then we make a pact. I think Brother David still remembers, say that, you know, uh, uh, we must finish Living Logos, then, you know, uh, 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 then, then we have a big board eh? outside the, the, the last time Chinatown point. Must take eh? Wow, like that, everybody for pressures, yeah? You know, if you don't do it, you know, wow, you know, and, 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 and I did it, you know, brother Sam, I did it in full scale people, nice, but, but, but I, I, I must show to brother Willoughby, but on that particular week, I lost all my papers, eh? and I told brother Willoughby, brother Willoughby, I really lose the paper. Like, I, I, I really lose. I really do. Like, I mean, my, my handwriting was like chicken scratching, of course. You know, but, but I really make effort, you know. Uh, uh, then brother will be sorry. The deal is, you show me the paper, I'll take you. And guess what? This is not my first time. I lost six times. Honestly, I did Living Logo six or seven times in a row. But this time I smart. I put in the exercise book. I still have the exercise books. I still have the exercise books. But you know, the more I put effort, Sister Vani, God wanted me because I'm weak mind. I'm weak cognitive thinking because I was in a generation where they begin the computer games. You know, and, and I start, it's hard, man. I tell you, it's hard work. But I can tell you one day, something changed in my life. 
I begin to see things that I've never seen before. I begin to be smarter. My father suddenly asked me, why you suddenly become so smart? I said, I also don't know. I said, how come now you know everything? I said, I don't know. I read now, I, God start to touch my mind, heal me. You know, heal me. And, 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 and I'm telling you, this church, the power of 100 hours, I'm not asking you to do anything. If you want, I can send you your know, scriptures on a daily basis just to help you out a little bit. You know, just, just pastor will commit sending, you know, you all got a telegram, I will send, send, send those and read it out loud because you got to train your cognitive. You know what? I, 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 I literally have to read out loud, Sister Vani. I was walking and, and these are the little things that I can do because you know what? I want to grow as Christ. And then, you know, the, the worst part about it is you must read your Bibles. The Bible's so thick. And somehow I was, I, 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 I was gung-ho. I, I read King James Version. I say, God, how to understand? But, 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 but I begin to, 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 to have a desire of just changing habits. And if you change habits 100 hours, I'm telling you this, you will have better mental health. I prophesy right now, not prophesy. I will tell you this works. You know how come I know this works? I, I'm going to tell you what I did in, during my school holidays. My school holidays, I was the person that, I know nowadays we don't have, you know, newspaper. Pastor was the one, right? that go to every building, I have to do five blocks. Eh. And the first time I take, I have to have a piece of paper. You know? Piece of paper, tell you this one Chinese or this one English newspaper. Right? Every day for 15 blocks, I did it. And then I keep on doing consistently, Sister Vani, until I threw away the paper, I know. It just become memory muscle. I just go, there are times I thought, oh, sorry, wrong house. <laughs> Knock the door. Sorry, wrong house. I still can remember which one is the right house. You know why? The power of repetition. That's why I say the power of repetition, the power of memory muscle. If we can start to have, train our minds, we'll be so powerful. We'll be so powerful. We will know what is wrong thinking and what's right thinking. I'm not asking you just to fast from negative thinking. Fasting from negative thinking is not enough. You got to add on right thinking. You cannot just say, you know, no, but you have to put right thinking. That's why you got to go with safe people. You got to go with people that believes in you. Don't go people that will be critical to you. You got to choose your right company. And then when I start making this a habit, Christian living, giants will come down. Amen. I'll start to deal with fear. I become bold like a lion. My prayer will change. Because I say, God, your word says this. I want to pray this for my family and I will not back down because it's my inheritance. Amen. Amen. Are you all with me here? You know, pastor is asking you, try this, okay? If Try it. Try 18 minutes. 18 minutes, take up a book and read. You want godly books? Come and tell me. I'll send you some godly books. You know, I, 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 I'm not a reader, okay? Come on, everybody say. You know why? Because I find it hard to read. But you know what? Just like some of us, we all don't like to exercise, but we also have to exercise. I mean, come on. You all don't feel the power. You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, if, if they have, you know, people go gym. What happens if we have a word gym? You come and say, oh, you know, I come here to treadmill. And they come, I say that, why don't you take the word of God, just walk. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pasture every day, just reading scripture. Sometimes my time in prayer is just to remind myself, you are so well loved, Him. You are forgiven, you are redeemed. You are a child of God. You are so accepted by Christ. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound mind. And you know, when I start to take ownership, when I start to clean all these things, little things in my head, when I start to cleanse, I say again, hear me now, the Holy Ghost is saying this to you. You are, own, you are responsible for your own mental health gene. I say again, you cannot ask your wife, hey, can you go and, go, and, go, and, go and clean my head? Every one of us, we are only 
we are responsible for our mental hygiene you know i i i don't expect if i have a jerk i don't expect my wife to clean me because i'll fight her I said, who do you think you are you holy than thou <laughs> but then i realized i've got to do something you know i see everybody carrying sanitizer now if i can tell you there's a virus called doubt a virus called this discouragement you will take the word you will take the word before I do anything in my home. You know what? I, I've noticed this. You know, the first thing my wife tell me this. If you go hospital, go, go bathe now. Go bathe now. Okay. Don't lie on the bed. How, how many of you have that? You know, don't lie on the bed. Just go bathe. Just go bathe. I wish some of us need to go home on the bus ride home. I'm struggling with discouragement. I'm struggling with fear. I'm struggling with chaotic thinking. Oh, 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 I will read the word of God on my way home because I'm not bringing this home. I'm not bringing this virus home. I'm not bringing this virus of discouragement home. I'm not bringing this home. I'm struggling. I don't want my children to see me struggling in my faith. I'm going to cleanse my mind. He who began a good work, he will complete the work in me. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to let my, my, my relative see my weak. I'm not going to show them. I'm going to cleanse my, I'm not going to get this bad stinking attitude in the room. Oh Lord, cleanse me. Oh Lord, cleanse me. Oh Lord, purify me. Come on, are, are you with me here? If, if only, listen, I, I'm not... Hear me now, as a pastor, I don't want you to do anything, okay? I'm asking you to do it for yourself. Do you think I get more brownie points if I ask you to read the Bible? And please don't think that, oh, yeah, this pastor asks us to read the Bible. Read. I'm just wanting to help you understand, this is your mental wellness. This is for you. Sister G, I mean, look, if I ask you to read the whole book of, you think God say, oh, score point. Pastor will get 100. No, it's for you. See, because when you have right mind, you write right decision. When you have right decisions, you get blessed. Amen. Can, can we do 18 minutes? You know, 80 minutes of just a personal study. If you not know what to do, call us. We will give you a plan. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. Wave your hand. That's why God asks you to read the word. Because it cleanses you. You go into the word of God. You go into the, 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 the promises of God. And it brings stabilization. Father, right now, come on, just lift your hands one more time. Lord, right now, Jesus. Lord, right now. Come on, just, just let your voice out for 100 hours will make you better than others. 100 hours, church. I'm not asking you to do 10,000 hours. I'm asking you to break it down on a daily basis to read the word right now. 18 minutes a day can change you. Come on, just leave your hands, Lord, right now. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, teach our hands to war. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, God, we're going to break it up, Lord. We're going to break it up to 18 minutes. Some of us will break up into 15 minutes, Lord. Whatever we do, Jesus, right now, Lord, 18 minutes, Lord, just, just diving into the Word of God and just giving you that 18 minutes of time, whether we are in the MRT, whether, Lord, we are in the, the, the Lord, the bus, Lord, in the car, God. Lord, we put on some podcasts that will help us, Lord, to think right, Father. And Lord, every time when we get out, God, from the world and get back into the world, get back into my home, God, I pray I will cleanse myself, Lord. Lord, right now, come on, just leave your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give God praise all over this place. One more time, let's give God praise all over this place. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor. 15 to 80 minutes is not difficult. Some of us take one hour to eat. Amen. 
And I say slowly doesn't matter. Digesting is what is really matters. Digesting. The Lord. Who is He? The Lord. He is the Lord. Is my, make it personal, mine. Shepherd and I shall not want. The power of that relationship will cause me not to want. Amen. Are you all with me here today? Slow down. This is not fast food. Digest. Amen. How many of you like people to stand around you when you are eating, like say, hurry up, finish your food? Amen. But sometimes we say, hurry up. You know what our problem is? We just going through the motions. I got to read the Bible. I got to read. Uh, pastor got to say, I take, I take that checkbox. I take that checkbox. Many times I ask people, what, what, so you read your Bible, so what do you read about? I don't know, I forget. Slow down. Take your time. Breathe in. Breathe out. Amen. Are you all with me here? And after 100 hours, you tell me whether your life is not changed. Tell me. Come talk to me. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for Bishop Sam's timely word. Lord, bless everyone that is here today. Bless their commitment to give themselves to you. Lord, that you will honour it, Lord. Lord, little things that we do can make a difference. So, I'm asking Jesus, help us, lead us, guide us, Lord. Lord, that you will reveal your faithfulness to us. Lord, in Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Shake hands and be friendly. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today.